Hey friends, this is Methodist Musing, where we discuss important issues and topics for Christians to ponder. And uh, today we are talking about Sesame Street and the Christian calendar, the liturgical year. Uh, my name is John Duff, and I'm the assistant pastor here at Centenary UMC in Danville. And I am Chris Morgan, the senior pastor here at Centenary in Danville, and we welcome you on this beautiful fall day. It's good to be with you all this morning, and we also have Kathy with us this morning. Hi. So, hi Kathy. Thanks for joining us. So, it is a beautiful fall day, and you got to be outside some? Not much, but I got to drive through downtown at least. Yeah. And the, uh, the trees downtown in their yellow yeah. glory are, are those, pretty magnificent. Are those ginkgo trees? Is yes. that what they're called? Yeah, those are beautiful. At the seminary, they have some of those in, in Wilmore. But um, those are very beautiful trees. Danville did a good job picking those out. You don't like them? They smell. Oh, the ginkgo trees smell? They smell. When, like all the time? or? No, I think there's a certain time period that they have a smell that they give off. Oh. I was not aware that they had a smell. I didn't know that. That's cool. I'll go around sniffing trees. Oh, you yeah. don't have to. You'll smell it. <laughs> we will okay. smell it. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Well, we normally start with just saying how our weeks have been or how our weekends. So if you're there, just let us know. If you're on Facebook watching us, let us know how your weeks have been. Um, and I'll start with Kathy. Kathy, how has your week been or weekend? Weekend was great, and week has been great as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm ready for the holidays. I'm actually contemplating paying my Christmas tree up this week. Ooh. Some people are doing that early. I know. Well, I drove by a house. Where was it? Lexington Avenue. They had their Christmas tree lights. Mm. Up, their Christmas lights Can I just say, I'm I'm not against Halloween, but I am happy that Halloween decorations are down. Like, I'm not Did a big fan. Well, I'm not a big fan when they put up, like, I'm okay with a little bit of Halloween, but when they, like, go crazy and hang, like, skeletons and, and bodies in their yard, I'm like, that's weird. There was one house nearby that, that had probably 18 corpses hanging yeah. from trees in the front like, yard. That was that was a little I'm interesting. I'm just like, well, and then, like, those of us who like to go walking or, like, walk at night, that's, like, weird. That's, like, scary. And I'm not for that. So I'm excited that the Halloween decorations are done. And I'm happy with Christmas decorations going up. I'm not. Don't skip Thanksgiving. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. We've got pumpkins. And... We've always, a tradition in our house is we've always put our Christmas trees up on Thanksgiving Day. We've had our meal, and then we had to eat yeah, tree. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of like with everything going on this year, yeah. I just was like, let's do a little extra cheer this year. Yeah. And you can't help but not like Christmas trees. Yeah, for sure. Christmas trees are cool. And then you can take it down whenever you want to take it down. Yeah, or play music. If you can oh. sneak it to music. Cool. So my daughter has fun because she's like into K-pop. Okay. Yeah. So last year. That's Korean, she, right? Yeah. K-pop. Yep. So she had it, the lights dancing to, which you'd have to see it. Oh, okay. Cool. So when my kids were small, I bought this remote control that you could plug into the outlet and mm -hmm. I could turn the Christmas tree lights off and on at will with the remote control in mm -hmm. my pocket. And so I convinced my children that I was able, that I was a tree whisperer, <laughs> that I was able to speak to the tree and the lights would turn on and off. That's actually pretty cool. And, like. and I would say things like, Uma Luma Luma, and the lights would go off. 
and then uh -oh. they would try Uma Luma Luma and the lights would not change and I would say well I've changed the language of the tree now so slush bunkalar and then I would turn them back on and yeah from for several years people thought that or my children thought that the Christmas tree would respond to my voice and only my voice wow were you Santa Claus too uh, no, I'm not jolly enough, nor do yeah. I have enough white hair or beard. That's okay. I don't know. Cool. So, that that's pretty cool. So, how was your week, Chris? Um, it was Anything? a it was a pretty pretty good week. Um, I'm learning Logos Nine, which is the newest incarnation oh, yeah. of my favorite Bible software, um, which also comes with a library of wonderful Christian works that would take decades to read. Um, one of my aunts that I was pretty close to died at the end of the week last week, and mm -hmm. her funeral was uh, on Saturday, and because of COVID-related issues, I was I was not able to make the drive down there and, and to, to go down there. And so it's, you know, it's really weird. Uh, our rituals of grieving, our patterns yeah. of grieving have changed a bit uh, because of the pandemic and um, she had an outdoor uh, service at the graveside, but it, you know, hurt my heart not to be able to be there. And yeah, at some point when I'm there next, I will pay my respects to to uh, her gravesite, and um, we'll we'll contact family members. Yeah, in the meantime, but you know, everything is different. It's just mm -hmm. not not like normal times. And yeah, even when we want to pretend like it's normal times, there are whole lot of factors yeah, that play absolutely. into what we decide to do or not to do. Yeah. So. How was your weekend, Tom? It went well. It was kind of a, kind of just a normal weekend. We sell, actually my family celebrated, my grandfather would have been 100 years old and so my mom, uh, on, on Sunday, which was part of my sermon, um, and uh, my mom wanted to celebrate, so we, we did celebrate. We had dinner uh, together, which was good. Um, and just a normal kind of weekend. Got to do some woodworking, hanging around the house, chill. Um, so, yeah, it was good. Also, uh, today, well, I wanted to share on the podcast that um, our our college group and young adult group this weekend is we're getting together to try to do some yard work for some folks, like rake some leaves for some older homeward homebound folks shut-ins, I guess. And so if you all know of anyone, if you're listening and you know of anyone and you're like, oh, they could go help that person, that would be great. We're looking for some service opportunities for our college students and they're great and they want to help. And so we're excited about that. So How would they let you know such information? Uh, you can either call the church or email me at john at danvillecumc.org. That would be a great way. And uh, you can just say, hey, John, why don't you think about this person? And I'm calling all of our shut-ins and, and offering and asking some of that help as well. So if you're listening, or if you need some help, we'd love to help you. And maybe uh, rake some leaves or uh, do some yard work, whatever. So and John has an H. Yes, J-O-H-N at danvillecumc.org. When you, when you tell your address to people who are don't know the United Methodist Church, it's like, C-U-N-C, that's what they hear, and it's like, 
Okay, I know you're not. But the UMers, no. Okay, UMC, I get. I understand what that is. I was trying to find some John yesterday, and it was like coming up absolutely empty, and it was because he was a J-O-N John oh, and not a J-O-H-N yes. John, which is yeah, why I bring that for up. For sure. So, um, last week, Alex Trebek died. So we had another big celebrity death. So my question is, what is Jeopardy going to do? Will it be in Jeopardy? Yeah, because I has there been a Jeopardy without Alex Trebek? I don't think so. Alex Trebek has been on television since I was a kid. Yeah. And he always seemed to at least make it appear that he knew all the answers himself. Yeah. Which amused me. I wonder if he like memorized all that trivia or like if he knows all that you stuff know, or after not. After a while, you think you just you would learn it because of yeah. Or maybe like someone would mention stuff and it would like be in his brain and he'd be like, "Oh, let me think about that." Oh yeah, that was that. I don't know. I would have hated to have played trivia with Alex Trebek. Oh, yeah. It would have been tough. <laughs> so my friends love trivia and they love Jeopardy. Or some of my friends, especially in college or high school, and so. Just like, you know, they they used to want to play, like, they would play the video game Jeopardy for fun. Like, they would watch, they just like trivia that much. And so they'd be like, hey, you guys want to play Jeopardy? And I'm like, that's cool. Like, like you think of video games, you think of either like a war game or like sports. But they're playing then, Jeopardy. Then there's Jeopardy. So. That's cool, though. I mean, good for them. I mean, they were my friends. So. Bill says Gina Green's daughter was on Jeopardy. Oh, cool. I don't know. Do I know Gina Green? No. She's okay. a member of a thing. She hasn't been here long. Okay. Um, Carol Carter says Art Fleming. Art Fleming what? Maybe replace Alex. Oh, okay. Oh. Might replace. Who is Art? I don't know him. Carol, who's Art Fleming? Is it? Well... I feel like that's such a cool show, though, because you think about the mindlessness of most programming on, on television, and this is yeah. actually an educational mm -hmm. kind of program that not only has endured, but it has thrived. Yeah. And Alex Trebek has not changed. Maybe they'll get at all. Ken Jennings to do it. That's what I've heard. Or the other guy that was one for like right. forever there was two or three yeah so but okay anyways we can move on because we're kind of dilly dallying on alex trebek but he passed away so we're moving on to our segment called this day in history there's a few things that happened today in history uh the first one the iron ore freighter edmund fitzgerald breaks in half and sinks in the eastern end of lake superior and all 29 crew members perish. And now, ha, like, two weeks ago, had you told me this, I'd be like, okay, like, I don't really know that much about that. But Chris played me a song about this, and so the Edmund Fitzgerald... Gordon Lightfoot has this wonderful ballad of uh, the, the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald, and... Yeah. Uh, such a haunting tale where um, it sort of describes the emotions of those who are who are on the ship as they realize 
you know, breakfast is not going to be served. The storm is not going to end. It's been good to know you. And there's this haunting line. Does anyone know where the love of God goes when the waves turn the minutes to hours? What a, it, it, it's just a neat song to listen to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So sad, but a neat, kind of a neat song and a neat tale. Um, the U.S. Marine Corps was founded in 1775 today. So that's kind of cool. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1782, it was the last battle of the American Revolution, which is cool. So our revolution wrapped up. George Roger Clark attacks Indians and Loyalists in in Ohio, Chillicothe, which I actually visited there a couple years ago, probably last summer. Um, not Not the COVID summer, but before that. Actually, it was maybe like... I don't know, but it was about a year ago I visited <laughs> Chillicothe, Ohio, because my mom's from there, and for some reason we were up there or whatnot. But anyways, and then also, this is the big one, Sesame Street debuted today in 1969, so 51 years ago, Sesame Street debuted. So, do you guys remember Sesame Street? Did you guys grow up on Sesame Street? I grew Street? up on Sesame Street. I was going to say, yeah. you were going to ask Chris, can could, you sing the theme song? Yeah. Come on, Chris. <laughs> the theme song. Sunny days. <laughs> so, no, I can't sing the same theme song. I don't know it. Cause but, I watched it a little bit, but it wasn't. we weren't crazy about it. Like sunny days, keeping the clouds away. Yeah. But you all were like kids when it was new. Mm-hmm. And you all have kids. So I'm, I'm currently thinking about the count. Too, There's this great song that the count sings. Uh, yeah. That I can't think of what song the counting count sings, but he's he's my favorite. So Sesame Street teaching There's kids to count and to read, and it's and it, Sesame Street is just like this new era of entertainment and education, right? Mm-hmm. Which. I think most people, I think a lot of studies have found that it's actually not super great to try to entertain and educate at the same time, but Sesame Street does a good job, so, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Anyways, Sesame Street is cool, and it's 51 years old today, so let's celebrate Sesame Street. It's pretty fun. The Cookie Monster. Oh, that makes me hungry. Bill Winters. I love Sesame Street. Today's episode brought to you by the number 51. Oh, <laughs> there you go. 51. And what, wasn't it always, there was always a number and a letter. And a letter. Was there? Yeah, there was always a number brought and a letter. By the letter P. Ooh. Cool. So, anyways, that's Sesame Street. Uh... But today, our main topic is the Christian calendar and the liturgical year. So I'm pulling it up right here, and we'll make it bigger in a sec. That's just a um, thing that talks about the Christian calendar. So uh, generally, Chris, when I hear Christian calendar, like, I think, okay, so why do we have a different calendar than, like, our regular calendar? And, and what do we mean by that? What, does, what is a Christian calendar? Well, we always, like, we work on lots of different calendars anyway. Um, The annual conference calendar, like, for Kentucky United Methodists, 
generally appointments start July 1st and end the last day of June. Mm -hmm. So you've got this one calendar that Methodists in Kentucky work out. Then you've got like the fiscal year, whenever you start your fiscal year and whenever you end your fiscal year. And then you've got the the just the regular old calendar that begins on January 1st and ends on December 31st. And we just, we constantly have all of these calendars that are working together. Yeah. And one of them is the liturgical calendar. Yeah. One of them is the calendar that the church uses. And it is not, it is not a random calendar. It's um, a calendar that reminds us that there are really different truths that we can focus upon um, year after year after year. And so if you are part of a liturgical church, and if you have been through uh, the observance of the Christian year 40 mm -hmm. times, for example, yeah. then there's going to be something deeply embedded in, in you about yeah. the truths of, of the Christian faith. Yeah. Um, and so Absolutely. that's a little bit of... so so. Our calendars don't necessarily coincide with each other, and and as an ancient history person, okay, I hate chronology because chronology is so hard. You don't know they used as many different calendars as we use. You know the calendar that starts when the king begins to reign. Yeah. But what if the king begins to reign and he says to his son, "You are reigning with me also." It's the first year of the son's reign, yeah. and then it's just the seventeenth year of the father's yeah. reign, and it just gets to be absolutely ridiculous. But it's not quite as hard with the Christian calendar and the there regular calendar. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So so bring me back here. Okay. Well, I like the Christian calendar. <laughs> Sometimes Chris gets off on his like historical My and, like, Hebrew thoughts cuz he's, you know, nerdy like that. In in a good way. We're thankful for that. Like you want that in people who are pastors. Um but anyway, so we have this uh a Christian calendar. I love it because it's kind of like this different way of viewing time because like our world and our calendar is kind of run in a certain way. And it's kind of a Christian answer to that in saying, well, we don't have to view time the same way the world does, and we can redeem our time and give our time to the Lord. And then again, like Chris says, it it, uh, it allows us to hear the stories uh, of Jesus. It's based around uh, the life of Jesus. And so it allows us to hear the stories of Jesus over and over again and remind ourselves um, of those things. And that's just a, a beautiful thing about our faith is God comes into time and meets us in time. Um, and, and the Jews had lots of different uh, feasts and celebrations that they had from, from year to year to tell themselves the story over and over again. And so the Christians then went and did that too. And we are approaching the end of the year, right? So do you want to talk about that first, Chris, or do you want to talk about the beginning of the year? So, so in the Old Testament, um, the Israelites were commanded to observe three different feasts. Uh, the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Booths. And they had uh, they had different kinds of traditions associated with with each of those. But uh, as, as we think about the Christian year, uh, you know, January 1st gives us the new calendar year, but uh, mm -hmm. in the Christian year, the first Sunday of Advent is the new year, which first Sunday of Advent is coming up on November 29th. Yeah, so that'll be Happy so, New Year to the Christians. Happy New Year to us Christians on the 29th. And then we have on the 22nd, 
which is the last Sunday in the liturgical year, we have a pretty new holiday. Okay. Um, and it's a new holiday that uh, Pope Pius XI brought into Roman Catholicism oh, wow. in 1925. And if you think about 1925, uh, it, it's, it's Christ the King Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So you think about the, the, the space in 1925 between World Wars One and Two, and uh, there's this rising secularism yes. that is is sweeping Europe, um, and then there's also this rising nationalism. You know, mm-hmm. we are we are German, we are Austrian, um, and we are we are associated with with the nation and not necessarily mm-hmm. with uh, with the kingdom of God, and so. There was actually in 1925 this this insertion into the Christian calendar of Christ the King Sunday, to remind Christians that we are citizens of the kingdom of God. Yeah, we are citizens of of the heavenly realm. And uh, before we are citizens of our nation, we are citizens of our nation. But but there's a loyalty that goes yeah. beyond nationalism. There's a loyalty that that belongs to uh, to the Lord. And so that's in a couple weeks. That's coming up in a couple weeks, November twenty second. Um, the interesting thing is that holiday has made its way into the the project that Catholics and Protestants worked on together. Um, this the revised Common Lectionary. Yeah, the lectionary is a, a sequence of of readings that churches can use, and every week, with a few exceptions, every week there's an Old Testament reading, there's a Psalm reading. Um, there is a gospel reading, and then there's a New Testament reading that's outside of the gospel. Now, there, there's a, a few weeks where it's all New Testament, but for the most part, uh, every Sunday there are those, those four yeah. different readings. And the Revised Common Lectionary included this um, kingdom, uh, the Christ the King Sunday in, in the Revised Common Lectionary. So yeah. Lutherans, Episcopalians... United Methodists, Presbyterians, um, uh, many Anglicans and uh, Catholics would would observe that as yeah. the last Sunday in Absolutely. the Christian year. So that's the last Sunday in the Christian year. And as you can see, I have our little um, a graphic up on the screen. You can see that's the end of ordinary time. Ordinary time we'll get to. Uh, but that'll be the last Sunday in November most of the time. And then we start Advent, uh, which... It starts kind of either early December or end of November. And that's Advent is the New Year. It's the first season of uh, the year for the liturgical calendar. So so an overview of Advent is actually, um, well, the purple, the color is purple, which, or blue, right? Purple or blue, which is pretty cool. Um, And I like Advent. Advent is actually really a lot about, the the purpose of Advent is, is waiting and preparation. And so it's waiting in preparation uh, first to th- because we're about to experience Jesus's first coming. Waiting in preparation for Jesus's second coming is as actually really what the historical understanding of Advent is about, um, and and being waiting and preparing for that, and uh, getting excited about that too. The second uh, coming as we await the first coming, the incarnation. So so just as God's people had to wait for a long time in anticipation yeah. for okay we are back i think hopefully we'll be back sorry i was messing with the graphic but we're here 
This so, podcast is brought to you by the number one, which is the number of times it's been interrupted so far by technological go. glitches. Yeah. So we were talking about Advent, which is purple, and you were saying as as the Israelites waited for the first coming, for Jesus to come, we also wait for the second coming. And they waited a long time. Yeah. And so no, we have to be patient with God. When you think about Isaiah, yeah. for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Well, that there was kind of an immediate application of that in Isaiah's day, but the ultimate application of that in the Messiah's coming is uh, something that was centuries and centuries off. Yeah, yeah. So then we have Christmas, which is Christmas Day, which actually starts on, you know, the 25th. It's like normally in our celebrations, we celebrate Christmas all during Advent, which is fine. That's a good, okay thing to do. But the historical tradition was to celebrate Christmas right on the 25th and then the 12 days after. And the color of that is white or gold, right? Mm -hmm. Is that right? And so you can see that in our graphic there. Um, I guess it's where I can't point to it. It's right there. Yes. Um, but, um, <laughs> and so we celebrate uh, the incarnation and Je Jesus being with us for 12 days. And then comes, well, we can't go over that too quick. Okay. 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 The so. incarnation is the grandest event in the history of the cosmos. Because Except like, for the resurrection. God right? himself enters into human well. history. The resurrection would not make sense if God himself had not chosen to enter into human history. And so sure. yeah. Christmas recognizes this this wedding of the divine and the human, um, yeah. this, this yeah. coming together of God and man in one person. Yeah, absolutely. So Christmas is huge. It's big. But then we get to Epiphany, right? So Epiphany is 12 days after Christmas, so January 6th. 6th. And um, that's when the Magi visit um, Jesus. And so we tell that story. And that's so a couple weeks after. Um, I have frankincense and myrrh. Yeah. Like I've been burning frankincense and myrrh right yes, down the really hallway. Likes that his frankincense <laughs> and myrrh. And so we celebrate Epiphany, which is an exciting day. And then we kind of have uh, what we call ordinary time, which we'll come back to until the season of Lent. And so Lent is another big one that we talk about a lot, and we have, and the colors of Lent are blue and purple. And Lent is for 40 days plus six Sundays, right? Well, it would depend on who you ask. I okay. do not count the six Sundays as a part of Lent. 40 yeah. days, not counting Sundays. Yes. Okay, there you go. That's it. Yeah. And, and I believe that you should not count Sundays in Lent because that recognizes that there is this rhythm of fasting and feasting, fasting mm -hmm. and feasting. Yeah. Um, some say, well, that's just cheating if whatever you give up or whatever you surrender or whatever you do, if you don't do it on Sundays. But I say, well, it's true to the rhythm of life that yeah. there's that there's such a thing as sadness and joy and sadness and joy. Mm -hmm. and there's yeah. uh, self-sacrifice and then there is refreshment. Um, yeah. So... Again and again, I, I think that plays itself out in the season of Lent. So, yeah, so 40 Lent, days, not counting Sundays. Lent is 40 days, and it is kind of a reflection of Jesus' temptation in the desert, as well as his preparation to go to the cross. And so Lent is all about self-denial 
and fasting, which helps give us a, a good reminder because sometimes like it it forces preachers to preach on self-denial, which is a huge part of the Christian faith, right? And uh, sometimes we forget that, and so that's good. So Christians often give up something or a lot during this 40 days, right? Give up something, and sometimes there's there's like a taking up of something. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you yeah. add something as you subtract something, too. And uh, fasting is not something that I was taught growing up in Methodism in the... 1970s and 80s necessarily. Yeah, fasting is something that I guess I've um, I've come to embrace somewhat later, and uh, I really have loved studying John Wesley because John Wesley's John Wesley's fast was not like from seven o'clock p.m. one day to seven o'clock p.m. the next day. John Wesley's fast was yeah, you, know, you wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and you don't eat anything until three o'clock. In the afternoon, uh, three o'clock in the afternoon, night. That's a reasonable fast. Yeah. Which also happens to be three o'clock in the afternoon. English tea time. English tea time. So. And when, the real reason <laughs> it was good for John Wesley because it was English tea time. But the real reason is, Jesus died at three o'clock. Is when we basically think uh, that's when Jesus died on the cross, and so we are then we fasted for that time, and then it's over. So. That's pretty cool. So so Lent begins with Ash Wednesday, if you remember that. And so on Ash Wednesday, we remember uh, that we are dust, that we are mortal. We will die, which is a very important thing to remember in human life, right? Like, we're going to die at some point. Um, and also, it, it is a beginning of the, our practices. So we have the invitation to, to take up some practices of denial or, or add something. And so that's a good way. And then Lent ends in with Holy Week. And so we have Palm Sunday, the week the week before, the Sunday before Easter, and then all of Holy Week, which includes uh, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. And um, I don't, are there names for the other days of the week too? Or is it just those that we uh, those celebrate? Are, those are generally observed. Yeah. Um, but Holy Week is the final week of Lent. So yeah. So Holy Saturday is, is when the Lenten disciplines end, when our period of fasting or whatever it is would, yeah. would come to an end. Although it is Lent is punctuated by the Sundays, um, yeah. which are feast days. And then we have get to Easter, which is the resurrection, which is a great holiday uh, for us as Christians. And uh, we ought to celebrate and be happy about the resurrection because... Jesus rose from the dead, meaning we will be rose from the dead as we follow him. And uh, that's super exciting. And you want to say more about the resurrection? Yeah, Paul talks about it as the first fruits. Like the resurrection of Jesus is the first example mm-hmm. of what God has in store for his people. Breaking into creation, yeah. And if we believe in the resurrection of Jesus, then the resurrection of the body, when we when we talk about in the Apostles' Creed, uh, we talk about Jesus' resurrection, and then we talk about like life in the church. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and then we get to this, the resurrection of the body mm-hmm. and the life everlasting. And that's, that's not Jesus' resurrection there. That's what Jesus' resurrection um, prepares us for. Yeah. And that is the general resurrection. Uh, I remember yeah. reading reading this uh, this article by a uh, 
a Roman Catholic who used to work in a cemetery in, um, in Europe. And whenever it would rain really hard, he would talk about how the water would gush through the cemetery and these caskets that were, you know, sometimes centuries old, uh, sometimes decades old, would just would just slide down the hill. Oh man! And they would have to they'd have to put them back somewhere. And yeah. uh, how the the person in charge of the cemetery would look at this site and say, "Ain't no way these ain't no way these are going to raise and come back to life again." Yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, that's that's a very materialistic way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah. D dead is dead. Yeah. Um, but if Easter tells us anything, ain't no way these are coming back to life again. Um, isn't really the story. Yeah. The, the story is, yeah, God's going to do something absolutely yeah. phenomenal, unprecedented. And we don't know how God is going to do that, quote unquote, scientifically or whatnot. But we can trust him in that, right? Mm -hmm. So, So that's Easter, and we actually celebrate Easter for about 50 days, right? Because... Um, after Easter is Pentecost, which is the coming of the Holy Spirit. So that's about 50 days. That's why it's Penta, because five, zero. Um, and, and that is when we celebrate. Uh, and Easter is white, and then Pentecost is red color, right? Correct. Yes, but they're inside Easter. The 40 days. So, so Pentecost would be 50 days. Yeah, uh, forty days after Easter. Oh yeah, I we have Ascension Sunday bad. because for for forty days, Jesus is coming and going like among his yeah. disciples, and how, you know, how oddly wonderful and satisfying that must have been. Yeah, to be to be eating, to be joyful, not to know whether Jesus was going to join you for dinner or not. Yeah. Suddenly being there talking and with the Jesus resurrected body too. Yeah, which is cool. The the, the Jesus more alive. Than, than uh, you could Im imagine, mm -hmm. just strangely and wonderfully and unpredictably alive, and uh, so so coming and going for forty days, and so yeah. then we have we have ascension, followed by Jesus saying, "Wait, wait for what's going to happen next." Yep. and so like ten and days then, later, and then we have Pentecost, which is uh, really important. The Holy Spirit comes; they speak in different languages. You know, fire falls upon them, and. On the day of Pentecost, there's like 300 added to the church. Um, or 3,000, right? A lot. I don't know. 3,000. A lot. So, uh, which was a big deal. And then, after Pentecost comes Trinity Sunday. The, the Sunday after Pentecost is Trinity Sunday, which is just kind of this reminder to teach people about the Trinity, which is important as well. And then comes Ordinary Time. And now, Ordinary Time, as you can see on our graphic, takes up a lot of the calendar because the time in between Christmas and Lent is Ordinary Time, and then the time between Easter back to Advent. So that's from, like, May up to the end of November is Ordinary Time, right? And uh, I really actually love this about our calendar, that we have this Ordinary Time, because the truth of the matter is, in the Christian life, uh, we may have, like, celebrations and we may have high po points and high moments but most of our life is ordinary and everyday right and so to follow jesus is to walk with jesus in just the everyday ordinary of making our bed eating you know breakfast you know cleaning the car or, or whatnot and how we follow him in those moments is really who we really are and and i love that about ordinary time so yeah, the Christian year teaches us that 
Yeah. In, in the words of Ecclesiastes, for everything there's a season. Yeah. And a time for every purpose under heaven. So, you know, th there's a time for waiting and anticipation, and sometimes waiting uh, with with less patience than than we might have. But we still know we have to wait. Uh, there's a time for for utter exuberance yeah. and joy, as when God makes Himself known in in Jesus. Uh, yeah. There's a time to be sorry. There's a time not to wallow in our sorrow. But there is there's a time when it's appropriate when we've sinned and we know that we need to turn our lives around. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a time for that. And the Christian year reminds us in Lent. Yeah. There's a time to put away those things that separate us from God, to embrace those practices uh, that draw us close to God. Um, yeah. And then there's, there's Easter, a time for surprise. Like, who would have known? Who would have guessed that in an ordinary life like mine, God would give the opportunity that, that God has given? Um, yeah. And, and so all of these are, are played out in the Christian year, and we don't feel all those things at once. Yeah. If we did feel all those things at once, um, you know, we'd, we'd probably not know. When I say we don't feel all those things at once, it is possible to, to feel joy and sorrow. Yeah, oh, sure. But, yeah. but, but ultimately, the Christian year reminds us that, that there's an appropriateness to all of this. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that's the Christian year. That's the liturgical calendar. Uh, we like it. We think it's pretty cool. Oh, and ordinary time is green because it is supposed to be a time of like growth, right? And so we think of green and spring and everything outside. Um, but that's the liturgical year. So coming up in two Sundays is Christ the King Sunday, and then we'll be in the Advent. So now you know, and you can tell others about the liturgical year. Um, which is pretty fun and interesting. So, and just a fast fact about the the next holiday that we're coming. Yeah. Um, not everybody has chosen to use the revised common lectionary. Oh yeah. Um, so there are churches, you know, since those who do use the revised common lectionary, they've come up with a name. Some of these other churches want to come up with some kind of name for that Sunday too. So the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Sweden. Oh wow. Calls it Judgment Sunday. Ooh. So. Uh, <laughs> there, you, there you go. You go to cool. you go to church on Sunday, not quite knowing what you're going to get there. Um, there, are, there are some denominations that are, yeah, king is a masculine role, and so they're like, oh, we, we we prefer instead of Christ the King Sunday, the Reign of Christ Sunday. Okay. So really, yeah. it's the same idea yeah. with a different kind of, uh, with a non-gender specific title that works. So. That's the Christian calendar. And speaking of time, we got to wrap up. Um, but we are super excited. Uh, we'll be here next week. Next week, I think we're going to do two more episodes and wrap up the week before Thanksgiving. And that'll be our first season. And we'll be wrapped up with the podcast. But we'll be here next week and the next. Uh, this Wednesday night, we're going to do our adult Bible study um, here at the church. And you can also watch on Facebook, online, and we're going to do a Bible study on joy, the fruit of the spirit of joy. We did gentleness last time. We're doing joy this time. And it's going to be great. Come out at 6 o'clock. And, and it then, will be in a different place. Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to be in uh, the large meeting room where, okay, the, cool. where the Brewer class meets is yeah. where 
our, our class will be on Wednesday night. And then we also have OCC boxes due November 15th. So remember to bring those in. That's super exciting and important. Come to worship on Sunday morning. We are worshiping in person on Sunday morning at mm -hmm. 9 o'clock and at 11.15. And we also um, are going to be starting an experiment that you'll find out more about uh, for families with young children. Oh, yeah. uh, this this coming Sunday yeah so remember that and remember that Boyle County just went in the red so always be paying attention to our communications and we do not want to have to do anything differently than what we're doing right now because we feel pretty safe right yeah and and some people have said what you know when are, what would what would happen that would make us back off again because we, we've slowly done more and more and more and uh, Hopefully we wouldn't have to just stop everything, but but we might we might have to do less and less. Mm -hmm. um, if there's a spread of COVID uh, at the church or at one of our events, that's that's going to shut us down for for a couple of weeks. Probably yeah. everything. Um, if the bishop requests that United Methodist churches in Kentucky not meet. Um, for a certain amount of time, yeah. uh, we will honor that request. And if it becomes obvious to our staff and to our leadership at church that, that continuing on is, is irresponsible, uh, given whatever the circumstances might be, yeah. that's when we'll, we'll back off too. But um, for now, we are moving ahead cautiously. I want to thank everybody for wearing your masks, for yeah, cleaning the, the areas that you inhabit during Sunday school and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff so far. Yeah. Um, so far, I think we've done a great job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that uh, wraps us up for this week. So uh, thanks for uh, being with us, and it was good to chat. And Chris is going to send us out with a blessing. May the love of God be with you in every season of the Christian year, in every season of your life. May the peace of Christ be with you as you come and as you go. And may the presence of the Holy Spirit guide you. In the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen.